Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Track record prevailed, but is the international fandom willing to accept this win? Drag Race Philippines 2 has come to a close, but we've got much to discuss. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Philippines 2, and with me is the genius behind that mammoth of the crown, Amp Accessories on Devin. How are you? Just living that dream. Different time zone, same job. <laughs> um, do you just have like in your rider that says, I need this beautiful camera angle for every single shot? Uh, no, I'm well. I'm using my friend's office today. Um, so I'm talking about the fucking uh, crown and scepter on the show. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like the visual for like this current podcast. Summer no, <laughs> no one cares about that. And yeah, nobody does. They don't even know who I am. Um, no, the 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 angles have been like the lighting. The angles have been really good. The last last ones that we talked about. So yeah, it's, I'm not it's... complaining. You're not complaining. Like every time they went for a lip sync, it was like boom right there in your face, which is usually how people like it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, pronunciations. I apologize. Maybe by Drag Race Philippines seventy three, I'll get everything better and I'll know how to speak Filipino um, and Tagalog. But as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality TV production. We are showing the editing of television wants us to see. We react to what is presented just to these real people and get an opportunity to go on television to share their crafts. We've also put themselves in a decision to discuss what's on the podcast for entertainment to discuss reality television show. All right. We're here. Drag Race Philippines 2. It is over. Um, I love Philippines. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy... Like the any of the people I've met from Philippines over the years, like just nicest people, most appreciative mm-hmm. people. Um, any of the the looks I have seen are just ah, ah God, they they're just they're good. <laughs> now I, I I obviously spoke to Jiggly a couple times at DragCon, and she had always mentioned that when she goes over to the Philippines, always the girls always like steal her jewelry because they just don't have anything like that there. And I know at DragCon, uh, you do very you do very well, the Filipino girls. <laughs> they well, yeah, I guess that's that's what they tell me is that they, I would have never thought that for such a a culture that is all about like pageants and mm-hmm. stuff like that, that they're like, we cannot find drag jewelry anywhere yeah. in the country. So the, yeah, there's, there's some girls that they come up and they literally, they just start pointing at the booth and we just start pulling stuff down. And see every color. <laughs> we'll take it all. One of each, all the sizes, all the colors, all the styles, which quite literally one of the girls did this last year. Uh, Mm -hmm. yes she did i was there to witness it and i love her so much we'll talk about her a little bit all right let's go through this welcome to the grand finale of drag race philippines 2 and since they are doing things their own way we're going to start on the main stage for the day's events we will start by bringing back the queens of season two and in honor of the runway we will play bring back my girl or go away are you ready 
I don't have a choice. So, <laughs> all right, we are going to start off with Nicole Pardo. Look by Hans Kokela. Uh, I think there's a cool concept with the hand-painted crop top and the dress. The colors are nice with the gold and the yellow and the hair is cute. My problem is that like that neck is very, very top heavy with the ruffle that like it kind of cuts her off and then makes it look like her head's just like stuck on top of her head on her body. Um, it's fine, but I think she could have used a little bit of editing. I'm still trying to find this look right now. <laughs> um, friends, if you don't follow drag.looks, you should go do that um, because they're a really fun um, page. It is the number... It's number six in the group. Uh, I think they did it slightly in alphabetical order. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, Eliminate Queen's number six. Okay. Yeah. Three, four, five, six. Yes. Yes. I, no, it's not alphabetical order. I lied. Yes. Yes. I like I I like it because it is definitely different. Like it's um which which queen did like the was oh, I might be completely off to be off base. Which queen from the US did like that combo's garçon? Um um I, I'm gonna have to look it up, but Putting me on the spot to try to remember something from something that, that probably happened more times <laughs> but, ago than but I can remember. There's only what 800 different seasons at this point. Um, there's anyway, been like I'll, almost 800 looks this year alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, like I, I like this because it's like it's got it's not just like the the typical like elegance. Like it's got some like architecture to it, mm -hmm. which is different, but like pretty. It. It, it could use some some filtering, I think, and like editing a little bit, but like the concept I like. Yeah, I agree. Um, I will give it a bring back my girl. Yeah, sure. Audience, 75% bring back my girl, 25% go away. Next is Astrid Mercury. Uh, that's the first one in that grouping. Her look is by Vendetta Mars. I think this is so stunning. It's very ornate. Headpiece is very simple but evocative, giving that her this like angelic glow. The gown is immaculate, and the shape is that lovely drag shape. The one thing that I, I th I'm going to say that if she lasted longer on this show, she would be a sleeper throughout the season because she is very good on the runway. She just did not succeed at the girl group challenge, so she was technically the second one to be eliminated. Uh, I, I I like this. The I find like this franchise, especially they love their headpieces. They sure do. They they're all about it, and it's yeah, like it's it's different uh, to see see that maybe it's, it's more of a cultural thing. Mm -hmm, but, absolutely. So, which is kind of cool to kind of play with all the mediums between that all. So, um, I I don't at least the picture I'm seeing I don't see like a giant slit or splice across the knees. Nope. So it looks like it's actually like styled well. So it's not just a big hem across the knees. So I like that. <laughs> I'm going to go bring back my girl. Yeah. Audience, 86% bring back my girl. 14% go away. Next up is Tiny Deluxe. I believe that's number five on that thing. Uh, look by Calvin Aquino Barrios. Hair by Wigs by Jufel Gomez. She's wearing the ultimate drag color of fuchsia, and she looks great. The proportions are right. I love the hip shape kind of matching the shoulder piece. That single brooch in the middle of her chest is just stunning. Um, I do like that she's wearing a necklace, um, though it is very, very tight in the real estate between the top of the 
dress and the neck. That being said, it's still pretty. Um, very well styled. And I think this was a great way for her to come back and say, miss me. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it gives you a lot of different, like, references through the whole thing. Different architecture of the whole thing, which I like. But it's, mm -hmm. like, I'm, like, I'm getting the whole... Marilyn Monroe, Monroe pink dress yeah. vibe, but modernized with architecture, which is yeah. kind of cool. I don't love like the picture I'm seeing. I don't love the legging side of it, but that's such a minor detail. But I agree. And her I, sister's uh, going to do the same thing too. So I don't mind that. It just, it kind of doesn't quite fit for me with like the leggings with something so like structured and like thought out and fitting to her. I wouldn't knock her for the necklace. Like that's kind of a minor thing, but yeah, like it could have been altered a little bit there, but other than that, like it's good. I'm going to give her, bring back my girl. Yeah. Audience. 80% bring back my girl. 20% go away. Next up is Verushka levels. Number two look by Axel hair by Emmy and Gino phone game. I just don't get it. There is so much going on that my eye doesn't know where to look, and the whole gold moment is just distracting and does not pair with the the beaded and sequined blue in the middle of her torso. I do not like the maroon hair. It does not pair well with anything else on her body. And of course, this bitch is going to wear a crown. She's that desperate. She lives in her own world, and that's what we're going <laughs> to have to accept. She is the villain of the season. I, I, I'm... Uh, what is her name? Mary to Ryan Reynolds. Um, Blake Ladley. Yeah, so you know Met Gala where she had that yes. Um, oh, aqua color that like morphed the, uh, into the bronze. Uh, yeah, the Statue of Liberty inspired look. Yeah, I like. I'm getting that vibe of mm -hmm. like the the extreme color differences between the two, which mm -hmm. I get. Like, I get where she was going with the colors, but there's a lot happening here. Like, there's a lot. <laughs> But and that was her problem the entire season is is I don't know who she is. She just wears these ornate things that are not made for her from they're for other people. And she's like, look, am I a beautiful drag? That's not what makes you a good drag queen. Uh, it's like it's it's pretty. There's a lot, there's just a lot going on. It's hard to focus on like what is it? Like you know that it's well done, but it's just what mm -hmm. is it? Exactly. Would you wear this to go, go get a coffee at Tim Hortons? Oh, I'd wear it to lick an envelope. Like <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um maybe it's my personal bias here i just don't like her i'm gonna say go away i i like it in the fact that like it's it's well executed but it's i don't know what it's executed for <laughs> exactly <laughs> um audience 68 percent bringing back my girl 32 percent go away next up matilda um she is oh my god why can't i count do i know how to one two three four Number seven. There we go. Again, no designers listed, but the fuchsia is perfect. This is a very youthful and fun look. I think the hair is cute, works for her. I now will say the black leggings, um, it really doesn't work, but because she has the black gloves, it kind of does make sense. There is something weird going on with the paneling and the hem of the neck that bothers me. For me, overall, this was very safe, but I feel like that's just very much what her drag is. I don't, yeah, I don't hate the, the neckline. Like, it's, it's, it looks like fitted and it's it's like she's going for like 
pretty glamour with a little bit of S&M. With yeah, like I, that's good. Good, good but, one there. And I'm a sucker for like a good night, like early 2000s, Christina Aguilera, like blonde hair with a dark black through it all. Okay, I'm a big sucker okay. for that. That's that's my vibe. So I'm, I don't care. Interesting. Meanwhile, I'm like, I hate anything rooted. I don't hate the root, but it's like I like the chunky, like low light highlight through it That's all. I can, okay, I can see that. I live for it's that. Styled well, it's styled well. I'm gonna give her a bring back my girl. Yeah, yeah, she wins. Audience, sixty-seven percent bring back my girl, thirty-three percent go away. All right, now on the fourth slide here, it is Didi Marie Holiday, look by Christian Barreto. I'm not sure if she's trying to portray a plotline because she was the snake this season, but for for what she did to Hanabeshi. But as far as drag look, this was impeccable. Obviously, she was going to use this for a category that we're going to learn about a little later on. But this design is brilliant. It's evocative. The smiling snakes, though, kind of give me like a Disney vibe. They kind of look like cartoons. Um, the one negative I have here is I wish she wore just a simple black pump. Like the nude heel does not work. Hmm. Yeah, like uh, I guess yeah. W with all the fabric that was used on the look, she could have recovered a pair of shoes. But there you again, go. But still, like you, you don't know how many pairs of shoes they brought and how they had to purpose them through all their looks too. So that's true. Whatever. That's true. Um, like it's 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 definitely different from all the other looks that people have done for this runway mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like i don't hate it it's i'm not a big reptile fan so no you don't you know you're not a, no uh, i'm not a big snake. slithering snake thing reptiles no i'm good that's fair i'm not a rodent person i'm i'm sick that day so yeah i'll <laughs> give her bring back my girl it, it's a soft one for me Audience, 91% bring back my girl, 9% go away. Next, we have OV Cunt, look by Bay Guerrero, crowned by Canela Wong. That's the third slide in this um, slideshow. Um, I don't get it, but it's OV Cunt, so I'm not sure if I'm supposed to. I think she's back in her macabre world, and that's where she shines. I don't love the way the legs are shining through the sheer, because it just literally is tights. The face is typical OV. The crown is heavy, baby. It is very lopsided. Um, I wish she had some sort of updo that blended into the crown instead of like a mm. hood thing. Um, but this is who she is, so I understand why she did what she did. It's just fine. I'm I'm getting a whole lot of, um, you know, you know, when, like we we've all played with hot glue gun before. Yes. Like. The the crown I'm getting like where you get like you're just playing and sculpting with it like yes yes that's what I'm getting but I don't hate it but like yeah now that you say if there was like an updo incorporated through there that would have been very cool but again minor um, mm -hmm. I'm getting very much like trying to play off of like Lady Gaga extreme detailing pretty embroidery vibes but. Like, I don't hate it. Yeah, it, neither do I. I'll, different. I would, I'll give it a soft bring back my girl. Yeah. Audience, 65%. Bring back my girl, 35%. Go away. Hanabeshi. Look by Mara Kalika and M. Marcello. Um, oh, my God. The gloves, the gloves, the gloves. I hate this so much. She <laughs> just loves big plush pieces in her drag, and I think they just look so cheap. I don't get the story here, and we've seen so many other drag artists on Drag Race do the hand thing in this 20s-inspired um, world. 
I'm just missing the originality, but like what makes this entire looks look so cheap is when she turns around, there's not an ounce of fabric on that body. Um, girl, you needed to figure out how to make this look good because it does not. I'm getting Drag is a 3D art. Yeah. Well, and some people they they do always do their looks just from the front. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Delta work. Like I listen to her podcast a decent amount, and um, she's always like, Yeah, you have your front facing look, but then you have to like look from the sides, you have to look from the back, you have to like make sure it's not just a one-dimensional visual. Uh, exactly. But uh, which queen was it that did that went to the the Met Gala that wore that hand dr- gown? Uh, Simone, right? Uh, I think yeah. Whereas like the train was a glove. I think so. Maybe not. Yeah, like so. That's that's the initial giant hand is what I'm getting there. But mm-hmm. um, it is completely different. I like the concept. Like I get it, but we've all seen the strategically placed hand prints on the body to cover the certain spots. And we're gonna and, see it again and, later. It's 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 all right. Like I don't hate it. I like, do. Go away. I she, am so mean. I and like I get where you're coming from. I she put it all in detail. Like with every ring had a or yeah, every, every finger had a ring, and each wrist had a bracelet. Like there was like some detail in it. It just it's a very different concept. Yeah. So like I don't hate it. Like it does tie together. I don't know where she's going with this. I, 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 is she the fortune teller at the, the carnival down the road? I don't know. Um, but I, I don't know, but it, like, I don't hate it. It's, it's different. Well, the, guess the, the what? The color is not good though. The audience could not decide either. 50% bring back my girl, 50% go away. Hmm. Yeah. It is time for a performance from Mama Pal because, well, she needs time to shine too the song is on the right track by martin nievra um i think a lot of people thought that was actually mom pal's voice but it is not she is just playing homage to filipino artists on this show all the time and once again like last season we have very much an 80s inspired musical number where mama pal and her leg warmers are riding a motorcycle the wind machine got a bonus of this performance and and then she gets lifted by men and stands in pose what a hard job it's yeah it's you know somebody's gonna do it and to think like she put in as much effort as mariah carey and got paid less did mariah carey put in that much effort that's fair that's fair i mean she doesn't even move her arms anymore does she she doesn't even she had barely even lip syncs that's true that's true um i think whoever choreographed this number thought mama pal would actually follow through with the movements but i mean she did but her backup dancers just went full out so it kind of made her look a little silly if that makes sense you know you've been to the page before and you've seen the the queens who aren't dancers with the dance backup dancers really go all out and their hardest to do the moves and the choreographer just did not help them out and it did not choreograph for someone who's not a don so that's what this felt like it was yeah i could have done without it it was no, we need time. We have to make sure it hits a full 60-minute show. <laughs> um, I do love that we brought the Eliminated Queens back, and you can tell who really cared to be there and who just was there for a paycheck. Oh, v cunt. <laughs> hey, hey a paycheck is a paycheck, so... 
Now, friends, I'm sure you know that my hatred for Miss Hong Kong Verushka levels is very high, uh, but she was nearly off every single move. And they probably worked on this one dance with her since she was eliminated in hopes that she would actually get it like two and a half weeks later. She didn't. She she missed every step. But she smiled through it. So there's that. Yeah, that's still that's still a lot. I love seeing that the cast gets to shine and get a chance to showcase their skills. I wish the American franchise would honor their contestants a little bit more. Why? Why? Why does Rue not do that? Uh, well, she's got eighty-five other franchises that she. But she does it for UK. <laughs> I know. Down under, forget it. She doesn't care about that one anymore. Um, but I don't know. I just love seeing the queens come back. It makes it special. Yeah. World of Wonder, if you're listening, please tell them. I mean, they're, they're going to be in sequester anyway. So let them come mm-hmm. out one more time. Just mm-hmm. one more luck or two. All right. Well, Mama Pow is here. And let's say hi to the big family joining her as they will crown their second winner in the Philippines. We have Khaled Karen, Jaylee Caliente, Rahul Laurel, John Santos, and BJ Pasquale. Big as that table for all those fuckers to sit behind it. I, I don't know. It's 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 big. It's pretty big. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know if you've no, seen the one that they have over on Drag Race France, but I think the one on France is half the size, and they still have to fit four to five people every episode. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the Last Supper. They're all they're all mm-hmm. there. Yeah, literally. Now you you have seen a judge's um, desk in real life before. I have. Uh, Are they as big as they look on TV, or is that all optical illusion for television? Um. Well, I, I can't speak for every franchise because I'm sure mm-hmm. they all do it a little different. Um, I went. I was able to go to the set for Drag Race Canada the day before they started filming season one. Um, and you always kind of think that the judge's table is right in front of the stage, like, like symmetrical. Uh, yeah. It's where the least the one I saw was kind of like offside at an angle, mm-hmm. which does, which actually is not bad because then it gets, you can see more angle of what they're doing. Um, It was a decent size. Like, and that was during, uh, that was well, pre COVID. So it was pre COVID, uh, right? There was no like plexiglass thing in there. So, <laughs> Oh uh, god, but, not the plexi. Yeah. Um, you know the, the plexiglass is just there for show. You know that they're hanging oh, out fully. The stage. You oh, know fully. you know that they're going for drinks after. Like they're like uh, they're probably having cuddle parties after too. Like they're fully Of course they do. Of course they do. <laughs> well, one day I, I I I would love to see a set. I mean, obviously, um one time I saw a lot of behind the scenes things when H from Steps was um one of the guests on uh UK3 and I just remember all the backstage things being like, "Oh my god, look at all these crazy things." Like they got like a, a um a headshot sheet of like all the queens in and out of drag. And I was like, that makes sense. Cause they can't remember these fuckers in five minutes before having to work with them. Uh, but yeah, what you were talking about, how it's angled. That's the craziness of TV is like, you can't have it perfectly on there. So Rue is not seeing things straight on. Mm-hmm. Um, probably whoever is all the way to the left of Rue and the judge, uh, whoever's judging, is the one who gets to see it as close to straight on as possible because it makes that um, triangle a bit. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and again, every Michelle gets the worst seat. <laughs> well, but she, she gets to be in every friggin' franchise. She sure does. She, until she gets I don't think seat. she cares where she sits. <laughs> I don't think so either. I don't think she's right there. All right, let's go to our first runway for of three for the grand finale extravaganza looks. Um, before we begin, do you like that we do a little ball before um, a crowning? Do you like that as opposed to like a music video or, or some sort of other challenge? I'm indifferent. It's... Do you think it has any weight toward the actual results? No, I don't know. Like, I don't think it does, especially this one. And again, you don't know what the judges are basing their decisions on. Mm-hmm in relation to what we do and don't see. So right, because we didn't even get any critiques for this at all. Yeah. So I yeah, fuck if I know. All right. Category is Wildlife Couture Extravaganza. In honor of the runway, we're gonna play Beast or Least. Um what kind of wildlife do you have um there in Canada? Um we got depends what where you go. I saw a skunk going down the road the other day, like like a few houses mm-hmm. off from mine. So I was like, that kitty is not a kitty. Um, not a kitty. <laughs> not a kitty. That is not a kitty. Um, Have you ever seen a moose? Yeah. Um, at my so parents, cool. at my parents' farm, like I was, I don't know if I was there, if I was still living there or if I was like just visiting for a few days. But yeah, like a moose just kind of like, which is not normal. Like they were, this moose was hours away from where it normally would have been, but that's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's just the moose just hanging out, walking through the fields. Like just they're they're big. They they're yeah they're real tall. And you hit one of them, you knock the legs out, <laughs> and the body slams into the vehicle. It's it's not safe. Yeah, that's you want to hit fun. one. Of them. That's not fun. Um, we got we got deer. We got I we got all sorts. Of, Random areas have different snakes and stuff, but my, like where I grew up didn't. Like half 45 minutes away from that, they had a lot of rattlesnakes, which I'm good oh, at. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not a snake person. No. That's okay. Neither was Indiana Jones. Nope. Snakes. <laughs> All right, let's begin with Bernie. Look by Patrick Serena, hair by Wigaloo PH. Bernie doing a wing look? Groundbreaking. She says she's serving an eagle, but I'm not even sure where this eagle is from because I just don't see eagle. Um, I think this outfit is incredibly adorned, but it's very busy. I'm not sure where the focus should be. I think the headpiece is great. The wings are beaded to filth. I just do not care for those um, metallic sleeves. I think it takes away from the look because it's this weird silver that's not present anywhere in the rest of the look. Um, and for me, when I think of an eagle, I think of, like this grand, majestic creature. This was not because the wings just need to be grander. Um, for me, overall, this is a very safe look because, as we'll see later, she can do it better. That's, I'm I'm still trying to find all these looks on here. <laughs> There's so many posts to find these looks. It's the fifth, no, it's the sixth one. Sorry, on the double uh, runway one. Uh, but I'm still like again. There's so many different posts too. I'm trying to find it. So many franchises. Stop making so much stuff. Um, might have skipped me on this one because I can't find it. All right, I'll send it to you, friends. This is how oh. um 
live podcasting works. <laughs> Here we go. I just sent it to you and you'll see it in a second. Do you have a favorite animal? That's obviously not snakes. Oh, that, that, I was looking at this exact same one, but I, I yeah. <laughs> um, so it's the, uh, what did I say, six one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, I, I don't hate it. It's, there's, there's a lot of detail. Like, I'm getting awkwardly painted rooster in your grandma's kitchen color vibe. I can see that, yes. It's, mm -hmm. <laughs> with, the, like, the, yeah. Um, but I don't hate it. Like, there's a lot of detail. And I think with all the looks that I see all these girls do is, like, they are so culture heavy because that's, like, mm -hmm. so important to them. I you don't really see that in any other franchise like this. I, I think it's like it's true. They're very much about like embodying their culture and background into their looks. I'm so. still waiting for a full on hockey runway on Canada. <laughs> a Tim Hortons runway. <laughs> there it is. Um, I'm going to give this a very very soft beast. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Audience, 57% Beast, 43% Least. Next up is Arizona Brandy. All right. Um, look by Jobs Cone, hair by Matilda, nails by Opulent Nails Manila. I will say that this is a departure for her. It's very sensual and sexy. I love the hair. It's wild. But that tiger printed dress is so cheap and hokey that it is completely camp. Um, I'm glad she did have some stones on it to elevate it. I think the gloves are great. The necklace in gold looks like it's not expensive. Alas, it's very safe. Um, and the heels, they are the wrong shade of orange. Girl, come on. I know you love the color orange, but black, black. That's the way to go. Look at orange, girl. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm only get, I'm getting the Alyssa Edwards Kokomon trees. Look at orange. <laughs> I'm getting that look right now. Um, yeah. I don't hate it. It's not like, uh, you know me, I am so over uh, a leotard, a bodysuit. Uh, like, I'm so over those because they've been done to death. Um, mm -hmm. And that's all, that's all I'm getting here. Like a corset with a, a, a legging or a, yeah. I, I, just because that I'm not loving it, it, like any, like she could go to, into any gay, any bar and do a number with this easily. But yeah, don't love it. I'm gonna go soft beast. Yeah, I'm in the middle. Audience, almost there. Sixty-two percent beast, thirty-eight percent least. Miss Jade So. Look by Jobs of Cone, hair by and by makeup by Gab, nails by Optimum Nails Vanilla. Um, I guess. Bephomet works for this category. I mean, it's got elements of wildlife, but the creature itself is not like something found in the wild. I don't know. It's very satanic. Um, it's a bit simple for me. The horns are fun. The snake piece in the middle of the bra is fun. I'm just a bit bored, but good for her wearing pants because she does not wear pants. It's always something um, like no clothes. So good for her for wearing pants. There's just nothing wrong with it. It's just the finale. So you know what? Like I want you to step it up more. 
Um, so I'm thinking that like this was not one of the looks they would have prepared for a finale, and they were just like, here, do two more looks, have fun. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. It's it is pretty ba- like not it's not basic, but it's basic. It is. It's very much a walk around look. Which hey, like we we need them in our closet too. We exactly exactly. Yeah, not everything can be the opulent gown covered in three thousand Swarovski stones on the sleeve kind of look. Imagine, oh my god, um, every look of you. Come on, that would be amazing. It's, mm, um, I'm gonna go again. Safe beast. Yeah, it's like it's safe. Like I'm at about a sixty three percent right now for me. It's, <laughs> Well, the audience, they're not as much of a fan of it. 43% beast, Ooh. 57% least. And finally, in this category, Captivating Cat Cat, look by Candy Kotsonium, hair by Wigpaloo PH. I think in concept, this was so unique. The execution is so interesting. I'm curious why the horse and the cart were made out of velvet. Um, I wanted it to feel like it had a solid structure, and the way that the light hits the velvet, it doesn't give you straight lines, so it looks like it's a little lopsided. Also, that velvet panty looks like a diaper, and the bra was way too big, but it's a cool concept, and I want to know how heavy that cart is, because, like, it's just sitting there, and she is showing, like, it's, she's walking like there's nothing on her back. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the risk that you play with anything fur-related, is mm-hmm. it instantly adds 80 pounds to wherever you put it. Whether you want it yeah. to or not, like it just visually makes it look way bigger. So I get the diaper look, um, which brings me back to my my grade twelve graduation, where girl did the same. Kind wait, of wait, thing. wait. Okay, where it, it, it'll make sense. Brace for it. Okay. No, so she didn't do it in fun fur, but the cons she had it. It was covered in fabric flowers, like head to toe. And no, I'm certain she's not listening to this, but I did have a high school reading recently and I saw her and I was like, yeah, that, that prom dress was real bad because it, it added like 150 pounds to her. So yeah, keep it sleek, people. Keep it sleek. I thought you were going to tell me that you, you've been wearing a diaper since your graduation because you had a leaky problem. Well, no, we don't have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fun it's for... Kind of- the the volume almost always works against you if it's mm-hmm. not done right. It's yeah. It kind of reminds me like if you were if I were to write Oregon Trail the musical, like this would be the character playing the horse and cart. Mm. Like it looks like a costume. Yeah. I still give it a soft beast because again, the fact that she did this, like no one else on Drag Race history has ever come out as a fucking horse and cart. No, there's been a couple that have done something like it, but not like, not the sin, not actual carts, but like they've had, I'd have to look it up again, 8,000 different people on the show. You can't remember all. Literally. Audience, 65% beast, 35% least. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. This is going to be really hard. Who won the round? I'm going to go captivating Cat Cat and her horse. Hmm. I, I, if, if, yeah, no, I, I'm not. Yeah, I, this is probably the weakest of all the rounds. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, none of them are screaming like, oh, I have to see that look again. <laughs> That's fair. 
Well, next up, category is My Precious Stones Fantasy. In honor of the runway, we will play Blinged Out or Stoned. Um, you play around with a lot of stones. Do you have a favorite stone? Anything except AB. <laughs> uh-huh, because it's done to death or because it's, it's hard to play with? Oh, well, both. Um, like, for those that don't understand stone colors, AB is kind of that iridescent, unicorny mm-hmm. kind of color. And some girls think that it matches everything. No. But at the same time, it matches nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's sparkly, it's blinding, it's bright, I get it. But unless you're literally doing a, like, unicorn look that it doesn't doesn't match. It's like, unless you're doing, like, baby pinks, you're doing some golds, you're doing some soft ice blues, like, that's where it works. But anything else it so if someone's really looking for like something more of a, on the clear side but they think they want the ab what would you suggest to them in well from what my experience and like we sell the most in like the clear silver mm-hmm. so that and we sell ab the most those are kind of our two top selling across the board like we have to like we have to have 10 times on a stock in those colors compared to any other color because That's it's fair. just, it's so, it sells so much. Um, I personally think, like, I put clear with all my stuff. If and when I ever do drag, it's not very common anymore. But um, I will... Have you had your one drag moment of the year yet? No, it's been, it's <gasps> over a year now. Oh, no. Okay, I'm change that. I, it's, ironically, I'm in Toronto this weekend for a drag event. But I'm not doing drag. <laughs> all right. Okay, fine. Fine. But, That's fair. Yeah, I yeah no, I think clear is a safe bet. It does it does match everything because there's no tone to it. There's no color sure. to it. It's just sparkly. Uh, and sadly, I've seen AB done really badly by some people because they just they put different colors of AB together and it doesn't match. And it's just like a this is what I had in my closet. I'll throw it all on. It's all sparkly, but yet it does not it. It, uh, it's that's fair. Well, listen, friends, you yeah. just got a lesson on stones, and I understand there's some people that they don't have a huge jewelry collection, so that's very understandable. But it's like when you're wearing the the AB necklace, but red earrings and a champagne colored brooch and a blue this and but you're not wearing any of those colors for your outfit. Like just, just take a breath, darling. Just, just take a breath. <laughs> Try when in doubt, ask a friend and that friend will tell you the tea. <laughs> yeah. And play, make sure your friend isn't blind. <laughs> it's just like, That's please. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> or colorblind. My brother's colorblind. It's that too. Sucks to him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's begin with Bernie. Look by Patrick Serena. Hair by Ian Garcia. Again with wings. Maybe that's her brand that she didn't know she needed for the branding challenge when she didn't have an actual brand to sell. I think this is immaculate. She is making Garnet look great. The stoning on the bodysuit is precise. The sh- she shines in all the right ways. The headpiece is stoned. The wings are stoned. There is literally no stone left unturned. I really love this. And I wish as a finale package, this was the only winged look. Um, but what are you gonna do? I do enjoy it because it's done well. It's mm-hmm. not like it it's heavily stoned, but it's stoned 
in the right places in the right proportions like it kind of curves with the body it's and yeah the way like as long as i'm looking at the same look as you but the the wings like there's a nice amount of silver coming through so it's it gives some cool dimension to it which i really like mm -hmm. so it's yeah it's, she's a, she's a good I'll give her a blinged out yeah audience 96 percent blinged out four percent stoned Arizona Brandy, look by Job DeCone, hair by Kanala Wang, or headpiece by Kanala Wang. Um, all right. So unlike the others, she focused on a singular element of her look to be stoned, and that was the fascinator being Shocker, a bottle of brandy. I love that this is part of her brand, as in there's a full package from the start of the season until now. She's kept it consistent. Is the leotard simple? Yes. Is it enough for a finale? Not a chance. But that headpiece... Um, I just want to know how it's actually staying on her head and not falling off. Oh, previous time when we were talking about her, I was looking at this look. <laughs> so, oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, like because the Instagram does it weird. They put weird. They don't put an order by category at all. It's very odd. No, but, they don't. It's not. It's yeah, like, you know, come on, uh, Instagram. Do you, do you ever? I don't, I don't think I've ever had brandy. Do you? Do you? Do you drink brandy? No, I'm no. Yeah. Well, no one drinks brandy. It's no, I'm no. <laughs> That's all I got. That's a fun, uh, I mean, it's, it's a fun headpiece, though. Yeah, like I get it, but it's nothing. Like it's it's not it's not everything for me. So I'm gonna give her a soft stoned, just right on that line. Did she get like a forty nine percent for me? Yeah, I agree. Audience 61% blinged out, 39% stoned. Next up is Miss Jade So. Uh, look by Andre Valera, hair by makeup by Gab, nails by Opulent Manila. Uh, Jade doing Jade, smart move. Uh, it's a really great headpiece and really is the star of the look. The scepter is fabulous. I would like one to accompany me when I go to the grocery store. I think the garment itself is very simple, but when you look at the complete styling of it, it kind of works. I'm here for this character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They love a good headpiece. They sure do. <laughs> I I don't mind it. Like I, it's got some good structure to it. And then like with the whether it's organza or tool or whatever, it's it, it's tied in well. So breaking it up nicely and it's I'm not fully understanding the scepter with it. I guess, but I'm not against it. That's just Miss Jade. So you have she lives in her own world, and you have to accept whatever she puts out there. And you're like, it makes sense in your head. It doesn't even make sense in my head most days, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm here for it. I'll give her a blinked out. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Audience, eighty-one percent blinked out, ninety percent stoned, and finally, captivating cat cat. No designers listed. In case you didn't know, she's a queen. I didn't need the queen to be stoned on her chest, but she sure does love to leave a message. Um, I think this is a really beautiful ruby look. The stones are in all the right places. It's giving me more of a flower than butterfly wings, but either way, it's a really captivating look for captivating cat. cat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, if, if I didn't know that there was like a nature element to it, like I, I like I I do I get the butterfly, but I also get the flower. I guess, but I don't mm -hmm. know which direction it was going. Maybe she's trying to do it both. I don't know. Uh, which makes sense. Which which it worked. Like it's cool. It's it's something a bit different, and I like the texture of it. And 
So I, it, it, I guess if somebody's going to stone something with like words on it, like make it like not so chunky looking, it could have been done like a little more eloquently, but yes, but maybe a again, different font. Yes. You, you know, cursive or something. I don't know. <laughs> Did you you want to hear a crazy story about cursive? Maybe this is going to age us a little bit. Um, my mom went to the grocery store recently, and um, she went to get uh, deli meat, and she wrote it down for the person. And they said, "I'm going to have to ask someone to uh, read this for me because I don't know how to read cursive." And I was like, "What? Mm. Kids these days—they don't even know how to cursive anymore. They know how to curse, but they, they know how to curse, curse, but not how to cursive." Um, are you kidding me? Most people only fucking use tablets at school now. They don't even know how to write with a pencil or a pen. Mm-hmm. Sad. This is, this is where it's going. Where Captivating it's going. cat cat. I'll give your look a blinged out. Yeah, why not? Audience, 73% blinged out, 27% stoned. Who won the round? I'm going to say Bernie. I Yeah, I would say that. That for me. Yeah, it's a no-brainer there. Well, Mama Powell is going to tell us about the first that occurred on season two of Drag Race Philippines. Like, the first two-part premiere, the first transgender contestants, the first three-way lip-sync, and the first lip-sync for the win. And there was drama, too, so get the popcorn handy. We're going to have a little look back at the highlights of season two. Why? Because we need to fill time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what happens when you don't have a reunion episode. I didn't even realize that. Like, I guess not all the franchises do that. No, not all it's, of them do. It must, it. It's more of like an American thing, I guess. Yeah, or or the ones that get shot down in Colombia because they're all doing it apparently, allegedly. I don't know because we haven't gotten quite there yet on the two that are currently airing at the same fucking time. Isn't it crazy that they have just they're like, you know what? We're going to use the same main stage. No hiding it. Same thing. Yeah. Um. I. I guess, I, well, I guess I can't, well, yeah, they've all been seen, but see, so, yeah, I know I knew leading up to, to all those that I knew they were all in the same location. Yeah. But I we don't have time to change anything, just a paint job in the workroom. That's okay. It's still fun. Now, for me, I love that the budget went up this season and the show finally will, felt worthy of how good the franchise is. The drama was exceptional and it was hard to watch because there was a lot of real drama like bullying and outing. But the drag race drama, like the clothing pullout and the cheating scandal, like that's why we watch this show. We had some beautiful moments, including the messages on the runway, the stories of not being out to their families and the impact of the golden gaze had on the queens. That um, really was a remarkable season. Oosh. Um, friends, I still have that song stuck in my head, and that's okay. Dragos Philippines always dropping the good guru tracks. Why not? Do you do you have any highlights of the season you want to mention, or were they all covered in that little highlight reel? It's, it's uh, even going back there. You're like, oh right, I didn't even know that happened. I forgot about that. And like, because there's so much. That happens in the season. You're like, I most Literally. of them background noise for me, so I just see the the looks on the runway. That's what I look at. So that's fair. Well, guess what? Category last one: best drag eleganza. In honor of the runway, we're going to play eleganza or meh eleganza. Are you ready? Oh, I guess so. All right. First off, we are going to start with Bernie. Look by Patrick Serena. Hair by wig. 
Wiggaloo PH. Again, we are going for big and ornate and shocker, another fucking headpiece. The problem with her whole finale package is that it all felt the same. They each had their moment, but I expected it to just feel a little stronger as one cohesive package. But again, I do think that they didn't have any control over the three looks. Um, that being said, I think this is gorgeous and a really outstanding look. And had this been the only thing I've seen all night, I would have been gagged. Um, but she is so fucking petite and she is never afraid to go big. And I respect that so much out of a drag artist. Mm-hmm. This, like the, I guess the colors on this, I'm getting very much the last look she just did. Just yeah. like with the beading and like it's, it's very similar beading style too. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, I think they're given a list of looks that they have to do. They don't know if and when they're they could be put together at the same runway or right. also they don't know. But um, I like I have worked with some girls going on to a season, and that's something that for the most part they like they don't know how they're coming together. So you mm-hmm. you try to be like make sure that they all stand on their own, exactly, and have a different component. But it still has to be you, no matter what. Like don't just yeah because it, it can't be similar. But. It's it's one of those situations that my advice always would be to someone who were to go on this show is, I know it's an extra day that you probably don't have time for, but have all twelve of your runways hanging on a wall. Put them in the proposed order that you they're told to be in and make sure there's either a story or there is diversity from week to week because not just fuckers like me in the podcast but the the judges will notice that there's a, a trend of the same kinds of things um but again you don't necessarily think like that as a drag artist going on to drag race because you want to put your best stuff out there and if all your best stuff is kind of same same that's a risk you got to take mm-hmm. i think it's just too risky yeah and it's it can be tough because some of the themes are either they're so similar or so different you're like Mm -hmm. i don't know how to put this exactly um but this look i thought was really beautiful it is an eleganza yeah yeah if i hadn't seen the other look i've been more jazzed about it yeah audience 96 percent eleganza four percent meleganza Arizona Brandy, look by Marky Kadeg, hair by Jufel Gomez, nails by Opulent Nails Manila. By far the best look she has worn all season. The hair is bright orange and pairs so well with that soft champagne and caramel of the dress. This feels like an elevated glow up for Arizona, like she just came back for an all-star season. Um, she ended the runway show with the best Filipiana look money could buy. This was stunning. Yeah, I do love a good subtle ruffle. Like the... Mm-hmm. It's not the typical sequin queen ruffle coat that everybody has for yeah. the for the gown portion of it. So it's like it's a nice, it's done well, and I like that. Um, like it's a nice fade of color, like do you, you know, like nice and embroidery and the like. It's not like in your face, but you're like, as a whole, you're like that is a look. Like that's yeah. Like the I think the the hair could have been even like toned down a smidge in color to like be a bit more toned down and neutral, but it still works. Absolutely. Eleganza for me. Yeah. Audience, 96% Eleganza, 4% Meleganza. 
Miss Jade So, no designers listed. All I'm going to say is that the narration for this look was wild, and I want to know what drugs she was on when she was doing the narration for this, but making a Disney reference is the way to my heart. Um, this would be the Jade So Barat stall that I would want to buy. I'm telling you, fuchsia is the color that makes drag queen unstoppable. I love how much this dress moved. The stone corset was remarkable. The hair is a perfect blend of that classic drag and modern stone style looks together. The beat is soft. This is how you want to leave a show being remembered. I think the dress could have been bigger. <laughs> You think so? Oh my god. She that, could get through the doorway in that. It, it was big. And it was huge. Like there was there was not only like hoop skirt happening under there, there was prayers, there was a lot of hope happening. There was people praying. There were twinks holding it up. Like there was there was probably people underneath the dress. Like I don't know. Yes. But like that was it was big. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I it's an eleganza for me. I the only thing I would have liked if there's maybe a I can't really tell, but if there was because there's so much stoning in the top of the outfit, if there was some stoning mm -hmm. like slightly incorporated, even like little sprays randomly on the dress, I think that would have been a cool That could be thing. cute, absolutely. So I think that's yeah, I don't think I think it's it, for the most part it's a very um just plain tool. Mm -hmm. It's just moved to the funky crazy way although i've loved it it's an eleganza for me yeah yeah it'll do it'll do <laughs> audience 96 percent eleganza four percent eleganza and finally captivating cat cat no designers listed she has done that wild backpack reveal before but this one was mesmerizing i think this is filipino showgirl to the max i love how the headpiece stands on its own but when that back piece is erected it blends right in black and silver are a strong color combination and i know this was her redemption as she says for the rainbow one she did earlier but i would have loved a grander moment in the color i, I like a good black silver like that's my go-to colors I like yeah. I'm all the neutrals and because you can't go wrong. It's always gonna be classic. Um, it's I was getting a little bit of marijuana leaf on the dress <laughs> or the back. You know what? I can see that absolutely. But it's that's simply because of the pattern. I don't think that was the direction she was going with it. Um, I I was getting a little bit when when the back piece wasn't up. I was getting a little bit of like. I'm leading the marching band with my big hat or headpiece on. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So other than that, I was like, well, and the, the shoulder pads with the fringe don't really help that. <laughs> so, but like overall, like it's good. It's just, I guess it's not as glamour as I would have hoped for like a final runway. Like, like I would agree with that because it's, it's like, it's, well, it's bodysuit again. But mm -hmm. I'll that's give it an it's not bad though. I, I don't mind it. Audience, 96% eleganza, 4% maleganza. Yes, friends. That means all four of our contestants in this final round got 96 eleganza. But for me, the winner of this round, I gotta give it to Miss Jade. So um that that fuchsia. Maybe I'm just a sucker for fuchsia. It's a it's a pretty good color. Yeah. It's now like, I would say, do you own any fuchsia? But every time I fucking see you, you're wearing a black shirt. So I don't think you own any <laughs> fuchsia. I have yeah, well, almost all of my shirts are I'm trying to think. Yeah, pretty much. Are you that person are... who hangs up your shirts? 
your t-shirts yeah i knew that I, I i why did i know that i had that feeling yeah well without going into detail there's like i there's certain shirts that they they get hung up very nicely um yeah because you have designer t-shirts <laughs> that's what me what no oh my god yeah. uh, i'm like old navy from when i was in high school i i like a good black t-shirt black polo i for me because it just goes with everything i can i don't have to think about it um i do have a few white ones and i do have a bright pink polo so wow oh my god i don't i don't know if i no i didn't wear it at drag con it's last year so no, I would have remembered that one. Oh it's, wow. Dragon next year. It's pink. I'm here for it. <laughs> well, it is time to give our, our first special award of the evening. It's time to learn who is the Queen's Beshi for life. Not to spoil anything, Miss Um Mama Pow. It's time to crown Miss Congeniality. But before we can learn who it is, let's bring out last season's Miss Congeniality. It is Lady Morgana. Talk about a glow up. She looked great in black. Um, did you make that crown for Miss Congeniality? Okay. No, no. They got that at the dollar store. <laughs> I I couldn't tell. I honestly don't know. Um, but that might be something if hey, if they ever ask me to do a re- like if they want to renew me, I might say, hey, if we're gonna do a crown for this part two, let's do a real crown for it. There we go. Honestly, that would be brilliant because, like, you don't want to give Miss Congeniality a little rinky dink. They want and something good. Get, w- without revealing too much, out of all the crowns that I had in the mix that were happening, this specific one is the biggest one we made. It was massive. Like, yeah, it's huge. So, it 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 kind of shadow it it casts a pretty big shadow over any other crown. I'm like, oh, it hurt my heart a little. Like, Lit- oh. like literally, if you put that other crown inside of this one, it would be like one of those uh, Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, with room to spare. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lady Morgana will give the girls some advice. First, she will tell them that something good is going to happen, and they are Yawa. And no, that does not mean demon. She says it's an acronym for you are wonderful always. Uh, get that on a t-shirt. That's There's a few lines happening there. <laughs> so cute. Well, the queens have spoken. The winner of Miss Congeniality, Congeniality of Drag Race Philippines 2, Hanabeshi. Shocker to zero people. Um, are you okay with that decision of Hanabeshi being Miss Congeniality? It is what it, I, it's not like I have any poll. They don't ask me. I know. <laughs> well, I, I think the only other person who could have been was um, Bernie, and I guess for them they wouldn't allow someone who was probably one of the mm-hmm. finalists to be Miss Congeniality. But um, listen, for Hanabashi to get Miss Congeniality after all the shit she went through this season, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um. Also, I love that she went down the line giving everyone high fives. <laughs> um and that's when you see the girl with the fucking back of the look it was so terrible that's what's like no come on camera angle do something to help her but she was a cash tip of forty thousand pesos good for her being yeah. nice pays off sometimes yeah and i don't know what pay their peso is in relation to our dollar but hey it's it's more than a kick in the face so it's true you can't go wrong all right now, I know you didn't have time because you're a very, 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 very busy lady, but we're going to go through Untucked a little bit, and I'm, I'll guide us through it because um, 
this untucked is going to be a little bit of something historic because usually usually whenever we see any sort of untucks on a finale episode it's oh my god happiness can't wait to see who gets no 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 we had a lot of plot lines to wrap up and with all the girls present together we had drama and this is why i stand by it that drag race philippines has the best untucked in any franchise of drag race they love their drama and you know why they have the drama because they actually give them hard alcohol they'll do it i don't see the downside to that i agree <laughs> all right well first off the final four through the door bernie cat cat arizona and jade are about to have their absolute vodka it is the last untucked and it's the last time for bar chow and they had a big budget for the bar chow now again everyone knows that i love that they actually feed the girls and they're untucked um if the canadian girls were given some canadian delicacies to to eat while they were um sipping on cocktails <laughs> what would they be eating um i think the stereotypical thing would be poutine love it it's, i'm so yeah. in love with poutine yeah and like you can't go wrong with a classic where it's like but it has to be like a good like thick cut like fresh french fry with the curds and the gravy, yes. like, you need like you need like a good bite of that. But I've had variations where it was like maple syrup and bacon incorporated into it. Oh. Which was like it was it was good. Like, and I'm I'm not a oh my god. Here I say it, I'm not a bacon fan. Like I, I I'll eat it, but I'm not like oh my god, I have to have bacon. Like I appreciate okay. it. But it's, it's not my go to. Um. So I've had that. I've, Were you not loved as a child? I maybe I was loved too much. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe there it is. Oh wow. Okay. I um, listen. You can you you can say that you're not a big fan of bacon, but if you said cheese, then this podcast will be over. Well, okay. Like charcuterie is a food group for me. So absolutely, it has happen. to be. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. So, now, I will say that this is the first episode where we got confessionals again. So we got the cry on that said Cat Cat is officially 42 years old because it took all until last episode where she finally revealed her age and it wasn't TBA. Um, I just love that. She was like, I'm not telling you my age until the very last episode. Cat Cat will make mention the importance of having three trans women as a final as finalists. Did you ever imagine this moment would happen or do you think Drag Race has evolved and it was finally deserved? Well, I guess statistically, like, it's going to happen at some point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, just to have three trans contestants on a single season is huge. Yeah, it's well, it, I guess, we, we just had it in All-Stars, what, six for the first time? Um, Something like that. Um, I lose track of which, which one is which. But... Yeah, me too. Well, Jade will have to back onto the couch because that dress is giant. The queens will congratulate the top four as they just keep adding more liquor to their drinks. Okay, walk with me through this for a second. They're drinking and untucked. They have not lip-synced for anything yet. Why would you go be drunk? Does it loosen you up? Um, I don't know, like it again. It depends on how many they're having, though. Like if it's just like one, depending on how much they're back there. Maybe they're yeah. only back there for an hour. I don't know. And some, That's like, fair. I can I can nurse a drink for a good half hour, 45 minutes. So 
there's yeah you could probably do like maybe a couple drinks but i can't imagine that's they, fair okay i don't think they would just be like yeah free pour whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> they will discuss the support they felt from the eliminating queens on the side um and yeah do they know if they place bets on who would win i think so i think the eliminated queens had their favorites i'm sure you would if you were eliminated and sat on the side you're like no i want this person to win well Firstly, I wouldn't I wouldn't be applying to be on the show, so <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. They are all excited for the lip sync, but Arizona float the idea of who they are nervous to go up against. Bernie says no one, but she wants to lip sync against Jade. Jade wants to go up against Bernie because she knows she can beat her. And I say let them have um, a battle to see who gets third or fourth, spoiler alert. But Captain Kavit and Cat Cat says she's not nervous for anyone. They're going to try to enjoy this final moment as Bernie discusses the thing that she will miss on her drag race journey, which is Untucked. She says she will come visit during season three just to do Untucked. And I was like, you know what? That is the thing that I think we should bring on. Have previous contestants come back to the show just for Untucked to give the girls advice on like, you know, how insane the show is. And it's a pressure cooker. Now, suddenly a snake enters the chat. It's Dee Dee leading the Eliminated Queens into the room. We're getting our little mini reunion. And yes, friends, Astrid Mercury and Nicole Pardue have officially met. And yes, they have now met the other girls who were not in their group from the first two episodes. Now, I'm not saying that there are any alliances up in here, but Ovi and Hana both go straight to Arizona, so their friendship is certainly strong. Now, with all 12 in the room, they will cheers, and that will be the most chaotic untucks of the season. But the fact that Jade and Cat Cat are now discovering that Astrid is there was kind of wild to me. And Bernie's like, that's Nicole. It was very campy to me to have on episode 10, two fucking queens introducing themselves to people they are just meeting. I hope we don't do split premieres with double eliminations ever again. Doesn't that feel weird? That, that, yeah, it's kind of bit- like... It's like Kelly Mantle and Magnolia Crawford finally getting to meet um, the rest of the cast at the fucking finale. Like, that's weird to me. <laughs> but on the reunion where they had to talk about their experience together. Exactly. <laughs> no, we didn't have an experience together. <laughs> Could you imagine if the, they said, you know what, the two of you can go on a trip together. That's the content we deserve. Like, fuck Untucked <laughs> and um, Drag Race Live Untucked. Give me the, send the queens out on a vacation after they're eliminated, and I want to see that behind-the-scenes footage. That'd be send good. them to, like, send them to an island somewhere. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. It'd be like Drag Race after Tucked. <laughs> Literally, I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, Nicole will introduce herself as the face of Cebu Drag, and there will be a face crack as Veruska Levels, our favorite villain, will we love to hate, will be like, I was born and raised in Cebu, but then moved to Hong Kong. And there is our first Hong Kong drop of the episode. Veruska is pressed that Nicole calls herself the face of Cebu Drag and says that it should be given to you and known. Um, yeah, I just love that the drama is centered around Veruska again. Astrid's going to introduce herself to the pot girls and she's like, I'm baby. And Astrid will say that she's intimidated by meeting Cat Cat for the first time as she was her idol at Obar. Is there a drag queen out there that you haven't met but idolized and you would be slightly intimidated to meet? Mm, not really. Like it, I guess maybe I have a different perspective of meeting them in general is because it's 
like I work with a lot of them like given like most yeah there's there's a lot of people that we meet through these events and like we meet a lot of rude girls in the at the same time but they're all just people like I think you just treat them like like an individual and like you can appreciate their art form you can appreciate what they do but I don't think that they like I guess there's like I always have my favorites that I like I love just because of what they did on the show and and all that but it's I, I don't know I just treat them as like there's people so so you would treat RuPaul as a person when you met, meet them one day I, I've met RuPaul twice <gasps> what yeah. would Ru remember you uh, absolutely not no but she's worn my jewelry on the show a few times so, really when do i do i know this what, I, I have to look up which ones and i think it was a they they were there was jewelry that raven had that then in turn got to to rupaul but gotcha. it was never that's intentional cool. that's how we got it to her it was just i saw them on her has michelle ever worn anything you've made um she has stuff but i don't know if she's worn it i'd have to all right, that's that's going to be our goal at DragCon UK. We're going to gift her something and make her wear it when she starts filming the next day. <laughs> well, little little secret with her is she doesn't like clip-on earrings. She likes the pierced stuff. So we did <gasps> some stuff oh, that's pierced for her. That's cool. So that's good for her. I like that. Yeah, she and she's they're both super nice. Hannah's congratulated on being Miss Congeniality. She loves her sister and jokes that in her confessional, she said that she, her first win won't be a rue badge, but the crown. She was partially right. Her first win was a crown, but the wrong one. Bernie will also take this time to let Hannah Bessie know that she left her dirty panties on the table. How do, do you think it's possible that there's like a lost and found for drag droppings that Queens left after being eliminated? Oh, 100%. There, because no matter how organized, like they all have the kind of their section that they put their stuff in. You, when you're getting dressed for a runway or for a look, you, you're kind of grabbing random shit and you just drop it and you're like, I'll, I'll deal with it later. And you forget about it. It's left. Right. Um, yeah, there's fully stuff that I'm sure has migrated between cast members or been left in the, at the very end. Absolutely. Jade will try to make things uh, that are cheerful to dreadful, and she's asked Farouk Kantani what their reads would have been if they were part of the reading challenge. So the library is officially open again. Tiny on Cat Cat says, "Drop me off over there on the corner of Cat Cat's hips," and Cat Cat will call her Dinky Doo, and y'all need to Google who Dinky Doo is to get the reference. But then she will try to read Tiny and call her a commuter deluxe, like the van, and just crickets. No, no, no laughs there. Tiny then says about Jade, Miss Jade, so stinky, um, and. Jade's like smell me bitch and that's a different kink that I think if you're into it good for you not for me and Rushka says that she's already read all the girls and then we'll apologize for all the things she said and Matilda's like just say it to our faces now I love when people are like no we know you talk shit about us behind our back just admit it well, since Pandora's box is open, Jade will call out Varushka and ask her if she thinks it's right to open up a topic that doesn't involve her. So we are throwing back all the way to Untucked from episode three. Varushka will say that she was there at the time that she had the breakdown and she has a connection with Jade because she had the same experience. 
Friends, if you remember, we have never heard Verushka Level say anything that she had a um, harassment issue in her life. She is bringing it up in this moment because she knows she just got called out. Verushka is going to continue on and be like, it was unfair to Cat Cat that they were talking about her behind her back. So she says it was good that Cat Cat explained her side as well. But Jade, after many weeks away from it, will say that from her perspective, she wanted to talk to Cat Cat one on one rather than involve other people. Now, Verushka will say she's sorry for opening it and she loves her so much and she cares about her, which I call bullshit. And even Jade in her confessional says she forgives, but she don't forget. Is that your theory in life too? Yeah. Anybody that says that they, that they like, it's one thing to for, forgive everybody, but like to say that that's like completely erased and that because they've worked it out and that has no bearing on anything in the future, I think it's really tough. Like, yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I, I really believe that like people's past interactions typically is is a pretty good indication of what they'll do in the future and there's those there are exceptions though but yeah. i think that's a pretty good well, tiny will chime in and say the verushka did it so ov would have less airtime which is new tea to all of us now ov will be like apparently it's true and verushka will try to talk to ov touches her shoulder and ov is like don't touch me uh seems like the wounds are still fresh She's not here for Verushka, alleging that Ovi's mental breakdown was just for airtime. She tells her it wasn't being shady, it was being vindictive. Verushka will say, okay, in the room, but in the confessional, she calls this whole situation fake news. Now this will get even worse, as Ovi wants the video to be played, and Cat Cat asking if Verushka told Jade to file a case. And she's like, only because I have been hurt by someone too. The girls are fighting in Untucked before the final fucking lip syncs. Do you think it's fair to have these kinds of discussions mere moments before your the contestants in the finale have to go lip sync? Like this is now looming over their heads when they're about to have their biggest moment in their career. Hmm. Well, you know, they, they gotta do something for drama, so that's fair. That is fair. Um and I guess you don't we're only seeing what the camera wants us to see, so you don't know how far in advance they had this conversation or if it was like sure. immediately before the runway there could have been hours between it where they like they wanted to bring it up to get the get the moment but then let them talk it all out and right. whatever there could have been a dinner break in between yeah they probably had little sandwiches on the sidelines or something now Didi, who has been silent this entire time, will get a confessional saying that OV came for Verushka out of nowhere and she is still trying to stir the pot, which is rich coming from the bitch who outed another contestant because she was floundering in a puppet challenge. Well, Didi says that OV isn't making sense because Miss Hong Kong looks really classy in her outfit and OV is trash. Um, all right, I need like another episode or two to hash this battle out. But Didi will ask Miss Hong Kong if she will let Ovi do that to her as she knows her as someone who stands her ground. But Miss Hong Kong Barushka Level says she doesn't want to fight and Didi is like, but she's making you look bad. You have your moments, but you're not bad. Didi is literally stirring the pot. And I was like, can we have Hanabashi squash this and be like, shut up, bitch. You have to clean up your own shit first. But Hanabashi just won Miss Congeniality, so she's not going to be mean here. Now, Tiny is not believing that we saw the real Verushka, as Ovi told her she's vindictive, even though she has no idea what the word vindictive means. Do you know what that word means? 
was that part of your um uh, uh upbringing in school i my favorite subject was recess so of course <laughs> i was gonna say like was it on your sats i was like oh, do you even take the sats no, in canada that's not a thing yeah fuck america god like, damn it. i see that in the movies i'm like i don't understand what this is <laughs> like terrible. I, I didn't I know it's so poorly on the sats but i yeah, still got like, into a good college yeah so cool americans are funny yeah <laughs> Well, the damage has been done. It's been resolved. Cat Cat and Jade are friends and are happy. Speaking of Cat Cat, Jade has some new tea to share. She says before coming there and now that they're ending, she heard that Tiny said something about her. She said Miss Jade sews outfits look expensive, but she won't last long on the race. Well, did Tiny say that? Well, she's going to own up to it and says she remembers saying that to someone and says it's Shade and they throw it every day as drag queens and gay people. She will say... At least I called them expensive, and I you proved me wrong. Things that I say on this podcast all the time, that I was proven wrong about something I said in a preview podcast. Is it normal for gay men to throw shade daily, every day, 24 it's hours a day? I think it, I don't think it's even shade. It's more punctuation for us now. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. OV is going to get up and transform into her normal form, naked OV. Had to have it one last time. But she will tell the room that no one flopped in their final outfits. And Bernie notes that she did her eyebrows like the OV. And by eyebrows, they're just non-existent. She didn't paint them on. Hannah and OV will go into this ballroom talk. And Arizona will get into the fun until Bernie says that she should have left with them, which was very rude. But OV will not help her cause with Dee Dee. And she will ask her if she has any messages for her fellow queens. And Dee Dee Marie Holiday has two. First to Jade. She will say that they have connected really well, but admits she judged Jade when they first met, and even before when she saw on social media, she saw her as a pretty dumb bimbo. But she says she is someone who is eloquent, intelligent, and they may, would make fun of her for playing around with fairies, but when you talk to her about what matters, she knows what she fights and stands for. And that's what she likes in a queen. She is proud to, be have, to have been sent home and by the queen who is in the top four. Um, do you talk to fairies? Yeah. Well, I, I talk to myself a lot when I drive, so same. That's thing. There it is. There it is. <laughs> now, second, to Hanabeshi. She will say that there is no excuse or amount of apologies that would suffice to, enough for Hana to forgive her. She says she meant no harm and just was under stress and hopes they can continue their friendship. And rather than I thought, like Hanabeshi would be like, yeah, I got a video message from my parents and they said my drag name and they acknowledged me, but no, no. Hannah's like, I forgot about it already. This is a girl who cried and sobbed and thought her life was over because someone just admitted on national international television that she had a boyfriend. Um, now she forgot about it, but I guess winning 40,000 pesos and a crown for miscongeniality, you forget everything. Well, it takes no trauma. She will say, though, that she was annoyed at herself over something that actually happened accidentally and thinks her friendships are now more important. And she will say this as miscongeniality. OV is going to mention that they met some stars and Tiny is like Tessa Prieto and OV cries because that's the lady who called her trash. Jade mentions Bretman Rock and the other girls are very jelly by that. Bernie says that she was happy to have met Maricel Soriano and be slapped by her twice, but there's no time for discussion because suddenly the TV is going to turn on. And it's a message for Bernie from Sam Conception, who Bernie thought was going to be a guest judge every single episode. But here they are on video. 
Now, I think all drag artists on Drag Race moving forward should just say famous people's names until they get a video from them on the show. Just like manifest that they'll be there. Who would you beg to be a guest judge on Drag Race week after week? And why is it Celine Dion? Celine Dion actually would be a good, like, because she she's really come up in, like, fashion lately. So mm-hmm. I think she would get it. Um, and she's no stranger to work with drag queens. Um, right? She did, um, I, I, I don't know what the purpose of it was, but she did a big thing with, a bunch of the Vegas queens where all the Vegas queens impersonated a celebrity and they were all like driving in a vehicle together for, for whatever project was. But, um, so she would definitely, she would be good. I think she would appreciate yeah, I think it'd be amazing. Um, but I'm going to say right now, if Celine Dion ever got on Canada's drag race, Brooklyn has to do her Celine. <laughs> she has to redeem herself. <laughs> And she will immediately somehow lose her job. <laughs> yeah. Um, did that hurt you as a Canadian watching Brooklyn Heights botch Celine Dion in Snatch Game? I don't like anytime I see somebody do really bad initially, I'm like, ugh. But then I'm the type, like, I always, any situation I put myself in it, I'm like, I would have done worse. Like, that's the, fair. those random things that happen. You, who would you day. do for Snatch Game? I uh, I don't know who I would ever do. Um, I, again, that because I know I have, I have no aspirations to ever go on the show, so I've never fine. Wrote, but fine, I know that I wouldn't. Again. I wouldn't do well at that. So <laughs> one day I'm going to make you do um, drag where you're going to impersonate um, your fabulous assistant, Mel. <laughs> I'll just need one drink and a deck of cards and there it, it just goes up down the hill from there. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> and well, I Bernie was so excited to <laughs> Bernie's so excited to see Sam Conception that she accidentally punches Cat Cat in the arm. She says she's sorry, but Cat Cat's like producers because she wants to get her eliminated. But alas, one last cheers. This time is a big group of 12 bottoms up. Now they're going to hug their stage manager who they call timer girl. Um, this, this, this person just got attacked by drag queens every fucking episode. I really would love to be a stage manager on drag race because I feel like that would be such a fun job. But then I'm like, wait, I would have to hurdle and, 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 and get drag queens to like do things. No, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, the top four is going to rehearse the lip sync as the Olympic Queens are ushered out. Let's go to the lip sync smackdown. To explain the rules, R. Khaled Karen and Carano Sanchez, aka John Santos, and drag. Four queens will showcase their skills, but only one will emerge as the winner. With a spinning roulette wheel, the first two queens will battle it out in lip sync number one. The remaining two queens will battle it out in lip sync number two. Then the two finalists will face off head to head, false eyelash to false eyelash. Winner will pay for bar chow. The top four return to their looks, and shocker, they're all wearing looks that have a reveal in it. I'm over it. Just do track. That's all we need. Also, that wheel is not very grand. Um, so maybe in the future when they get a bigger budget, they'll get like the RuPaul bigger wheel that the American series has. Yeah, that wheel's a little excessive though, too. <laughs> it's, it's pretty so big. big. <laughs> well, the wheel has spoken. The first lip sync will feature Captivating Cat Cat against Bernie, and the producers are like, fuck, 
fate that was not on our side because I think they wanted that to be the final lip sync. Arizona Brandy, Miss Jade Solo battle out in lip sync number two. Now the songs. In the Pink Free Box and the Pink Sparkly Box both have RuPaul songs. Why? Uh, why not? <laughs> There's so much Filipino music. This These are going to be the, now the third RuPaul songs this season. Hmm. Do you think it's fair? I, I, I think it comes with the territory that it's... I guess. It's it's part of the show. It's Her, her name's on it. They There's got to be some, some way to integrate her music into that franchise so that demographic is hearing it and listening to it. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's how it goes. Well, Cat Cat and Bernie are going to pick box number one, the Pink Free Box, and their song is Just the Way They Want, which I didn't know that was the title of the song until that moment, but I knew the song because it plays all the time. I know. If Khaled Karen is crying before the lip sync even began, you knew this was going to be a battle. These two gave us a battle earlier in the season. I expected the same. The problem for this lip sync is Bernie blew her reveal too early and her wig falling back doomed her. She tried to fix it. It was too distracting. She then tried to give it her all in the beginning as Cat Cat built up her performance. Cat Cat gave a very clean lip sync and then there was the reveal to show the hands on the tatas and the cooch. And that was the gag that defined the lip sync for her. We're then going to see Cat Cat go off stage. Bernie is now alone, duck walking, and then somersaults into the wig reveal that she wanted to do earlier on. But then Cat Cat comes out with a broom, and I was like, what is this shenanigans? She was sweeping the floor with all the dra- drag droppings. Bernie's going to do one more wig reveal to her natural hair, but it was nothing compared to the, car- we- the Cat Cat cartwheel into a split for her wig reveal. Overall, I think both queens knew they needed to give their A-plus performance in this one rather than the next one. Um, I enjoy this lip sync. What do you have any thoughts on this first lip sync between Cat Cat and Bernie? There, there was a lot of reveals. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I think that's a pretty common thing through this whole one. Is that's the way it goes. Um, it, it, overall, it was like it was good though. Like I had no, it was nothing against. I mean, it. they've been they've been performing for so long. Like you could tell that they are performers they know how to command a stage they know how to get an audience going and i think it was really really um fascinating that fate forced this one to happen but it is what it is mama palace decided the winner of the lip sync and the queen moving on to the next round is captivating cat cat bernie is eliminated do you agree that captivating cat cat won the lip sync i i honestly i couldn't really tell like i just, they both brought different stuff to it so like do you think there would have been a universe where they would have saved them both Oh, and just do a four-way lip sync for the final, it, or, or or three because we've seen that. Um, uh, what was one of the seasons? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, like really, you don't know what could happen because it changes every time. Yeah. Next up, Arizona Brandy versus Miss Jade. So the song is "Who Is She." This was virtually over before it began. Jade just did not know the words. This was delusional performance for sure. I don't know why Jade removed the boa immediately that was engulfing her entire face. But Arizona was excellent at the lip sync and really commanded the stage, showing the 
part where like it's harder and then she's like pointing to her mouth that's a brilliant trick to do in a lip sync then her doing the confetti wig reveal at the chorus was brilliant for me i think jade was so worried about her back piece that she couldn't do anything now as someone who wears contacts arizona taking out her contacts in the middle of a lip sync literally was iconic but then eating them that's a hard pass for me (laughs) i would never no 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 then she's gonna blindfold herself dance around and did the most of this lip sync she's gonna cap it off by drowning herself in alcohol branding unlocked meanwhile jade pulls out streamers and she's just waving them around and looking cute any thoughts on this lip sync there was a lot going on um Have you ever worn contacts? Once, yeah. And it was for Halloween. And Ooh. And it was just like the bitch to get him in, bitch to get him out. And you're like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mama Palace decided the winner of this lip sync is Arizona Brandy. Miss Jade So is eliminated. Do you agree? I honestly, it could have gone, like, to an extent, could have gone either way for me with with them because they both did like it was both both of them did good like yeah. so I, like, I think they they all really all four of them compete really well so now the, really the 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 story here is miss jade eliminating her with her um last words she says mama pal didn't just eliminate her she eliminated herself because i quote i am you you are me we are all with one within and for a drag race first, she's not going to go off stage like a normal person. She is going to go through the curtain of crystal as she says that's her way to the void. <laughs> I really would love just one day to analyze her brain because I just don't know what's going on in there. Yeah, there's the lots. <laughs> Someone mentioned on the podcast before. It is virtually like Lagonda Strange season six level of like you don't know what's coming out of her mouth. I don't think she knows what's coming out of her mouth, but it's entertaining as all fuck. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get to our final lip sync, we need to bring out podcast favorite, one of the best winners, our current rating for a mere few more minutes. It's precious Paula Nicole looking so regal. Um, I love her. Do you love her too? She's just she's one of the like she's so nice like but again honestly any any of the girls from the philippines that we've worked with are whether on the show or not just they're just genuinely appreciative people that's just their culture yeah. it's the way it goes um so i've i've never once had a bad interaction with any of them but she's she's hilarious in her own right it's like she's very nice but like just it's just so funny to work with. So <laughs> I, I I adore her. Um, for those who haven't seen it, like at the end of DragCon UK, she, um, I always do like a little splat the, on the pink carpet, and she joined in on it. It was very very fun, very cute. She says she had a lot of fun and blessed year, and has a lot been able to travel and reach fans that she wouldn't have been able to reach had it not been for Drag Race. She will tell the queen who follows her to not just wear the crown on your head, but wear it in your heart. I think that crown's gonna fit in anyone's body. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, 
We're we're almost there. We're gonna to get to talk about it shortly because first it's captivating cat cat versus Arizona brandy for the crown. The song is Papa Yanarang by Idols. There we go. We finally got some uh Filipino pop music. I love it. This was Legend vs. Underdog, one with a strong track record, one that became a fan favorite. For me, it was a very dramatic track, but Arizona doing that puff to the first lyric of this song very very iconic and brilliant it's very much what she did all season long cat cat is a professional she knows how to perform arizona is going to give you storytelling with the picture and then the double reveal at the chorus was perfectly timed and this proves friends that there is a right way to do a reveal if the if two people in one lip sync are doing a reveal at the same time that's how you time it to music do you ever get cringe watching a performer or do a reveal at the worst moment possible? I, oh, like when the music has barely started and they're already revealing. I'm right? Like, it, I was like, well, like, wait till the first verse is over into the chorus or something. Um, the worst reveal, we've all seen this kind of reveal, the ruffle coat. I hate it. It's not a reveal. It's dropping a garment. It's... Oh, and it's, but I've seen it done where, because they, they always come out like holding it shut. So right. you know, it's coming. Like the general audience doesn't know what they're going to see because they don't understand. Like drag queens and people do drag shows understand it. But I saw it happen once in a competition this summer where she actually put a belt on with it. So at least she wasn't walking around for the first half of the song, holding it shut, making it look awkward. So People, ruffle coat, put a belt on with it that can pop off. Okay, I'm going to throw float an idea out here. Would you be gagged for a ruffle coat into another ruffle coat review? (laughs) Okay, there it is, friends. Whoever picks up first, you're welcome for that one. That's funny. That would be hilarious. Because you wouldn't, they would take it off and you're like, but it it's still as big <laughs> as when you had it on. I don't understand. Exactly. That oh my god, that's what I want to do. All right. Uh, Cat Cat. <laughs> that would be so funny. So Cat Cat's gonna make this moment about trans representation. Arizona, though, is gonna be much stronger in the rap part. Now I thought Cat Cat was going to pick up the crown in the middle of the performance. I don't know if you noticed it, uh, but she went straight to the crown at one point. I didn't realize how close that crown and scepter were to the actual fucking stage to get that beautiful shot of it. She had, she had front row seating. She really did. For me, the biggest gag of this entire performance was the double flag reveal. Cat Cat with the trans flag, Arizona with the pride flag. I don't know if they planned it or not, but it was very emotional to see the two of them like whip it out at the same time. But for me, as someone who has critiqued almost every element of the show, I look at every individual moment and reflect on its impact. I understand why Cat Cat did the last reveal into drag undergarments that said trans women are women, but she's done that thing a lot this season and it kind of lost the impact. I think I would have been shocked had the statement been like maybe on the flag and that's how she revealed that statement. Do you think when it comes to a show like this you have to plan gimmicks but you have to be ready to have a plethora of gimmicks so if you used it once you can't use it again Mm -hmm. yeah well i guess when they're lip syncing just reveals in general 
that that's finding new ways to do reveals is the next thing that has to happen like you to make yeah. a difference but i think that there's uh, like i guess our the world has now shifted where everything has to be a showcase of a message or a thing and but at the same time i don't think it always has to be that like i, I, I agree we 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 understand it's happening we don't have to acknowledge it every single moment of it where it's crammed on our throats because I do acknowledge that the different parts of our community have had struggles. But I think sometimes we just need to be like, let's just let the show be what it is and just have fun. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be always a political statement because the show itself is in itself a political statement. So right. I think we having this is no disrespect to the people I've gone through it, but it's when they have to have like the flag where like the trans lives matter, the black lives matter or this and that like, where it has to be like constant. So like, I, I understand the place for it, but at the same time, it doesn't have to be everywhere at all times because it actually dilutes everything else that's happening too. I agree. That's, that's kind of how I am with this moment. Cause again, beautiful, beautiful message. It's an important message and she's absolutely right to share it. Um, I just don't think it necessarily swayed a decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, cause like you don't want necessarily that to be the reason that you won but like, because I had that message and I'm playing that card at that time. I was like, we, we know that's what's happening. Like we know yeah. that happened to you and that's what you're going through but i think at the end of the day the show itself and the competition in itself is it's a drag competition who is bringing the best in that moment for that category for that challenge period that's that's what mm-hmm. it is and everything else like we we all have we all go through shit we all have stuff going on in our lives but I think to elevate one person's struggle over another is a little unfair to an extent, yeah. but, but it's still valid. Like we need to acknowledge those struggles we've all had. Right. Cause again, like had she lip synced, I mean, the mathematically lip sync against one of her trans sisters would have happened. It wouldn't have had that same impact had it been w- against one of them because they're all there for the same message. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think this was a good lip sync. It was not as strong as the season before with Marina and Precious Paul and Nicole, which I still think is one of the best of last year. But I thought it was still strong. I think they both had a good fight. Any final thoughts on the lip sync before you finish? No, like I think overall, like I, I thought all of them were good. Like especially this yeah. episode, they were the the semifinal part of like narrowing down to two really good i thought this was good it's so that like there's they all have they all brought great stuff to the to it and listen drag race mexico i know you had four finalists who were fucking amazing but only give two of them the chance to lip sync please it's much better to see two people instead of four people just saying just saying that was for the announce the winner Someone would like to say something. It's a video from RuPaul who looked exhausted. Clearly, this was the last video they shot in a series of hundreds in the day. Um, and I also just love that every time they do this, they're like, oh, my God, it's for us. No, RuPaul does not know who you are. It, it was a like we kind of understand it. Like it was a very general statement, no matter right. what you talked about. Very general. Exactly. Yeah. 
it's time to find out the winner of Drag Race Philippines. In addition to the title of Philippines Next Drag Superstar, the winner will receive a one-year supply of Anastasia Beverly Hills, a crown scepter by M's Accessories, and a cash prize of 1 million pesos powered by Kumu. All right, Devin, let's talk about this massive, <laughs> massive, beautiful crown and scepter. I mean, that scepter could murder someone. I I will say they the the briefs and the the guidance I had on this whole one was they wanted to go pageant but like pageant like big. yeah and I'm like all right I'm going in we're doing it <laughs> did you have like a size requirement because I don't think I've ever seen something this big on Drag Race this one. I think was actually bigger than Priyanka's crown. Damn. And Priyanka's was big. Yeah. Like I think it went this one, Priyanka, Australia was kind of the order of like size for crowns. But all the other ones were very close behind it. Now, when it comes to designing like a pageant crown, obviously billions and billions of pageants throughout the world. How do you make one stand out to make it unique for a specific event? I'm great question. <laughs> um, it because we it's no secret at this, but we had a few crowns in the mix at one time, mm-hmm. and it was actually quite exhausting. Just just simply because I wanted them all to stand on their own for that franchise, but also be like unified in what they're all doing because they all need to kind of belong together. Um, but overall, like I, I, I work really hard to ask like a lot of questions of like, what do they, what are they looking for? What do they like? What are they hoping for with this? What's the vibe they want? What's the colors they want? Um, so like the biggest thing for this one was they wanted pageant and let's go big with it. I'm like, great. Like I, I can do big, I can go big with it. I can make bigger if we need to, but, um, that was the biggest thing for for this one was just there was no really color guidance. It was just like yeah, we just want like we want it to be like regal and pretty and big and substantial and like great. I can make that happen. How so, heavy is it? Do you know how heavy it was? I don't. I don't actually weigh them, but this one was definitely on one of the heavier ones we did. Well, the person who gets to wear this crown forever and ever, (laughs) the winner of Drag Race Philippines 2, is Captivating Cat Cat. Do you agree? I I was indifferent between the two. I Again, I didn't really... I think all four in the top four did great. So that's... Yeah. Listeners, I'm going to make a statement. We'll discuss it right now. Um... I know there are a lot of international fans that are furious that Cat Cat has won due to her past and the things she has said in regards to her past. I want to remind you that this show is first and foremost for the Filipino audience. I'm not dismissing or saying what she did as a drag artist in the past is correct, but their drag is not our drag. Their culture is not our culture. She has apologized for what we believe is blackface. Sincere or not, she acknowledged it. I just say, allow her to learn and grow. If she doesn't, then be pissed. But for now, the way the show worked, the person with the best track record won 
and she also happened to win the episode as the best of the night. Um, but the discourse from international viewers not remembering that this is a Filipino show, it's, just, it's been wild to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard for me to discuss it because I don't, I'm not Filipino. I don't know what their culture is like, but when it's been dragged out that like 20 years ago when she was starting drag, that when they did female illusion, not drag, female illusion, that part of the process was to really make you look like someone. Yeah, to us here in North America, it's not good. It's it's, it's completely not okay. Mm-hmm. But this is in Asia, and I, again, I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it, it's... I'm not complicit about it. It's not okay. But it's there. She apologized for it, and we have to move on. And mm-hmm. that's how Drag Race works these days. Is Shit yeah. happens either acknowledge it win the crown or i don't know maybe get edited out of a show and and i think sometimes people forget that like i'm not endorsing people doing horrible things or questionable things or anything i think some people forget that if people dug deep enough into anybody's life they would find very similar things no matter what like even if it's an off comment or it's a joke they told or a Halloween costume. When, when I grew up dressing up, if I'm not, I'm not going to be politically correct here, but as an Indian or a cowboy was very normal. That was what we did. It was every year at school, somebody did, but now that is very much not allowed because of what's where we're at. So it's, are you going to blame the child who had no idea of that with the knowledge of 20 years later? Like you can't. So I, I think, I think, I think you can dig into anybody's past and find it no matter what, no matter what, how good or bad somebody is, you'll find it. And it's, I think if you look at that person as a whole, if their general track record is very good, like, we've all had mess ups but if they're just generally that's the only thing you're finding like just chalk it up that hey like they made a mistake absolutely maybe for them it wasn't even a mistake maybe the culture it's not a mistake we don't know exactly well i got some burning questions to wrap this podcast are you ready oh i guess what tier would you put cat cat as a winner of drag race oh that's like high middle low Oh, that's like comparing an apple to a rhinoceros. Like you just can't. Um, it's because every like every winner, I think, brings something different because they're just they're all different people. Like we're all individual. Yeah. Like, it's but I, uh, I couldn't actually. I don't think I could ever rank anybody. Um, I will because I love doing it. I'm gonna put her like know, low, low middle. <laughs> I'm gonna put her like middle, like the low of the middle, simply because she had a really interesting run because her drag was excellent. She always brought it, but the character of Cat Cat was not always the kindest, sweetest person we've come to love, like we've seen with other winners. She was a villain for a while. She was an antagonist, and I think that's really fascinating and interesting as a drag race winner. Because we have not seen that kind of character win Drag Race 
um, in a very long time. Dare I say, season four of America. Hmm. Maybe yeah. eleven, if you want to call Evie a bit of a antagonist shitster. But I, I always had. I think there's a lot of people who are more sympathetic to her as a character. Um, so it's really interesting to have someone now to discuss from not only a drag and art perspective, but from a reality television character perspective, because the two don't have to be the same. Mm-hmm. And again, like it's it, when you're mixing even different countries and different cultures together, like that's a whole nother can of worms of like, mm-hmm. how do you even compare them? It's true. It's true. I, One day we'll try on a podcast. I'll see. We'll we'll, find, we'll figure out a formula. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Are there any queens you think you want to see back for an All Stars Reverse the World season? Because I have a couple. I have a couple that I would like to see again. I like. I always think like in general, if like depending on the track record, like the top four in general, as long as they're pretty consistent to get there, and so not a fluke yeah. they got there. I think pretty much any of them would. Yeah, I'm. I'm I think Arizona. I would love to see again because I want to see a glow up now that she'll have some um, cash money to make prettier outfits. I think Miss Jade So is definitely going to be on a show somewhere because everyone's fucking obsessed with her. And I want to see Ovi Cunt because again, I think um, people really like their drag and and the different style of drag that they do. So. I'm telling you, the, the Philippines franchise, some of the best drag artists I've ever witnessed on Drag Race. I it's love it. Like, I enjoy seeing seeing what they do. Like it's, uh, I guess for me, it's the different cultures and seeing yeah. how they do it. I like it's, learning. Yeah, edumacating. Yeah. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media? Any payment apps that you want to share because you're in Canada? <laughs> and any projects you want to plug? Um, like Amped Accessories on Instagram is you know, kind of usually the best place. Like we do, we still post frequently on Facebook. So, which if you're older, go Facebook. If you're newer, go Instagram. Whatever. Um, yeah, it's like any of the well, any of the current franchises. There's a lot out there that we were involved with, and you never know. You might see us pop up somewhere else soon. We'll be in, maybe. We'll I be don't in, know. We'll find, we'll figure it out soon. There's, there's that. This was um, fun. We'll see. Oh, well, we're in London in January again. So that's true. That's true. I don't know if I'll go. We'll see. I, I, it's, it's a pretty pretty expensive plane trip. So I'll have to figure it out if I'm going to make it work this time. That's, we'll figure it out. That's fine. Well, I guess if, depending how many layovers you have, that's where it gets iffy. So yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're pricing that out right now. And we're like, ooh. <laughs> we're, we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun as always. Thank you for being here. Yeah, it's always fun.